Hi, and welcome back to Game Time Podcast, the NBA edition, with your host Alex Robinson and Shai Dweck. We have a lot of important topics to get to, so let's jump right in, because it's Game Time! First of all, we're going to be talking about the NBA draft. Shy. We'll be going over the top five draft picks, and of course the Wizards pick trick. Excuse me, Troy Brown, because you know we stay local here in D.C. Well, DeAndre Ayton going to the Phoenix Suns at number one. A really, really solid pick. A guy that comes in and makes an instant impact at both ends of the floor. Averaging around 20 points in college, around 12 rebounds, and two blocks, and 61% from the field. When you have a pick this high, you need to get it right. And obviously, at this point, you know... We think it's a smart pick, but we don't know until five, ten years down the road. Well, he's been performing extremely, extremely well in Summer League. Summer League doesn't tell the whole story, but from what we've seen, that's a great start. From what he's seen, he's a winner. It's a winner. Uh, But we never know. But according to college, he's been a real stat stuffer. The hometown guy, which I don't think was a huge factor. But if they were deciding between one or two... Two guys, I think that may have put Aiton over the top, getting him that little extra push. Yeah, if fans it, will love that. If he even needed it. I mean, Aiton's already a terrific player. As you said, a multidimensional player. Plays offense, plays defense. It's great to have a guy who plays both ends of the court. Yeah, he'll come in at that starting center. Uh, he'll provide some really good talent, along with uh, uh, Devin Booker, Booker, who will obviously be in the backcourt. So he'll be a really good rebounder and a guy who can score another another threat offensively. Uh, and rim protection defensively, uh, dual threat guy there, and uh, he'll be able to do a lot for this Phoenix team. The Suns are trying to build something. Obviously, you know, I'm not saying they'll be anywhere close to a contender, but with Booker, with Aiton, they now have two players who who they can kind of build around as a centerpiece. They still have uh, uh, Josh Jackson. And He's they all, and I'm pretty sure they also made the trade for Bridges. They did. So, so that's another nice piece to add in there. I mean, look, are they going to... I gonna, think Bridges is very high in my draft. Board. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Probably not. But are they building something? Are they starting Definitely. to kind of get out of the cellar? Definitely. So they now have guys... Plus, we see now, you know, LeBron to the Lakers. All of a sudden, the Lakers are a big competitor. Like... One or two guys, one or two more guys, whether it's free agency or the draft next year, can make a huge difference. The Suns are really starting yeah, to... Yeah, that's the thing yeah. about basketball. One or two guys make, can make such a huge difference. Me, meanwhile, you go to football or soccer... There's they, The can, NFL, there's 11 yeah. guys on the field at once. And if one guy is, is a really weak link, it's going to be much harder for a team to operate. But like in soccer, for example, if one guy's a really weak link... The team is only as strong as their biggest player. In basketball, not true. You, NBA, I mean, we're not saying the NBA is an individual or one or two men sport. It's a team sport, but one guy need, can make more of an impact. One guy can make more of an impact, and you need all eleven on a football field playing their hearts out and playing very good football on a basketball court. If you have two or three doing that. You have a chance to go for. I mean, we saw with the well, two or three all stars. No, I know. All star. I know. We saw with the cats. We saw with right. the cats. They were awful. LeBron I mean, but they, wasn't awful. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, now LeBron's gone, but without LeBron, they're awful. 
So, you took LeBron, who, yes, he is the best player in basketball right now. But all of a sudden, they went to the finals. So... And you see, you see what, the impact. You see the impact can, that yeah. only one or two guys can make exactly. on a team rather than, you know, on a baseball field or a football field. Yeah. Um, second pick was uh, Marvin, Bagley. Marvin Bagley. Bagley, Bagley, whatever you want. Uh, he averaged around 21 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, the defensively, he's got to make an improvement there. Uh, less than a block a game. At that, he's so lengthy and so tall. At the NBA level, you, you especially at that position, you gotta be able to protect the rim. Definitely. The one thing I do have to say is, I feel like he is more crafty or more. He has better ways to score than Aiton does. He's a better. He's a better overall oh. post score with a lot of different crafty moves. But Aiton is is a, a stronger and really physical. And it allowed him to be more of a presence on the on the class. Also, um, I'm not saying he's a great three point shooter, but Bagley is capable of shooting the three. So was Aiden. I mean, I get that, but I feel like if there's a guy who I want, and if if I'm picking between Bagley and Aiden, I'm going with Bagley. I'm not saying he's terrific, but I I, mean, am I wrong? I think you are. Bagley's defense could very much be a liability. At the NBA level, I'm talking about the offensive stand, an offensive standpoint right now. Well, fine, and the three ball, and like, on the three ball. That's what I'm talking about with the three oh, ball right okay, now. I understand. Yeah. Overall, you go I'd probably way. go with Aiton just because of definitely, the defensive yeah. ability. Oh, yeah. But if I'm going offense, especially the three ball and the ways he can score, I'm going Bagley. But Aiton's a better overall player. I mean, I just think Aiton could be such a glass cleaner. At the NBA level, and just be so physical, and just be able to just put it down. Bagley has the length to be a rim protector and to get all these blocks, but he hasn't shown it. Right, and he needs to step up his be game. Step there. up the defense, yeah. But Bagley, don't get me wrong, very good pick, very crafty around the rim, and should be a really good NBA talent for the Kings if he can step up the defense. I mean, it's basically our job to nitpick. You know, there's Correct. no such thing as a perfect player. Um, you can always nitpick whether it's about the position, offense, defense, whatever. You're always gonna find whether it's a big thing or a little thing. We nitpick, and that's what we, you know, that's a lot of what. Well, guys defense do. is not a nitpick. I mean, that's a that's a thing. You I'm just to... saying, not but not spe- just, in general, yeah. not specifically in Bagley's case, because defense is definitely an issue that he does need to work on, and um, as the off season continues, and kind of step up and. You know, put up. Uh, next, we'll do. We'll say Luka Doncic is a three because you know they tore the Mavs traded up. So Luka, Doncic. but he was essentially taken with the third overall pick. Right, so three. Luka, Which Luka I kind of expected him to go around here. Um, yeah, I expected it to be Aiton Bagley, and then I expected Doncic to be kind of go third. Um, obviously the picks changed, but I did think he Still would go third. Yeah, yeah no, I. I I know, but I expected him to go at this position. Uh, right, so this is a guy that can play, I think, one or two. guy with height. A guy who has a very nice step back. Reminds me a little bit of James Harden's. Very dangerous. Very good playmaker. A guy that will come in here for the Mavs in this backcourt and 
bring some star power. Yeah, and also, the Mavs, you know, they don't really have that one guy. So, you know, as of before the draft, there wasn't that guy who, well, you're seeing a bad team, but you at least get to see X. You're not seeing... Now they bring in Donage. They have It'll, DeAndre Jordan, too. They, now that they brought in DeAndre, which, you know, obviously the whole drama of a couple of years ago, but they finally get the DeAndre. Again, are they a playoff team? No. But they're starting know, to... But, yeah, we don't think so. I mean, as of today, I if there were no... If it were a perfect world, no injuries, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, But, so. um... There's, again, they're starting to build something, and that's what these top, or I guess bottom five teams almost have to do. They have to get a guy who they can build around. High can, quality talent. Who can kind of bring their team, or at least start to bring their team to where they want to go. Uh, yeah, so um, Donald's just a guy who's going to really make an impact in the backcourt. It will be really nice to kind of see how he matches with uh, De- Jordan. De- but anyway, definitely. let's move on to four. Jaron Jackson uh, Jr. Jaren Jackson. So, Jaron Jackson, let's remember, he was sharing some time in Michigan. He was a freshman. He Michigan many, many State. Many, Michigan I'm, State, sorry. Yeah. Um, Just to clarify. Yeah. Uh, so, he was he was, uh, he was was sharing time at, at that position. He, you know, he, he, he people even think that he haven't, he's in scratch for surface of potential. But he averaged around 11.6 boards, three blocks, and a very, yeah, very good defensive well, play. You know, I'm, I'm looking through the stats, I'm saying, I mean, you know, not bad, not, not eye-popping. But then I see those three blocks, and I'm saying, wow, he is a, he makes a stand on the board. He is a rim protector. And, you know, we always say, it's a famous saying, whether it's NFL, NBA, defense wins championships. So I think he'll be a, probably one of the best defenders. You could argue the best defender in the draft. I don't know about that, but he's one of the best defenders uh, in this draft. Uh, the you be, and you saw he has he saw him having the share time at Michigan State in the NBA in the Grizzlies. He'll get a chance to be inserted right away and to really shine and to really start to scratch. The that one surface. thing, the one thing that does worry me is you know you said he didn't get you know a lot of playing time. Can he handle... He, he did, but not a ton because of the... I get that. I'm saying, over the course of an, about an 82-game season, can he handle the workload? You know? Because he hasn't... I'm not saying... Well, that's a question for like, every rookie. I'm not... It's a question for every rookie, but especially a guy who didn't play as much as Aiton or Bagley or Trey Young. He's not a guy who played, you know... Almost every, you know, minute of every game. He's a guy who, he was great, but he he didn't get the same workload. And now you're playing even more games and more minutes at a, at a higher level, which is obviously much better players. Yeah, but this is a guy that will come in, um, sort of replace uh, Zach Randolph, and be a very good defender, and... Uh, Guy will clean the glass for you, not as well as Aiden. Uh, it won't score as well as Bagley or Aiden. But well, so he'll get the job done. That's and be also a great why you know we're saying not as good as some of the other guys. There's a reason why Aiden went one, Bagley went two, of course, and then Jackson went three or four. four sorry, yeah. Donich. Donich went three, obviously. In terms of the bigs, yes, in terms of the bigs, and you could be good. Like we see so many times where the number one pick. 
is not the best pick in the draft. And the best mm-hmm. pick in the draft is a much later pick. Especially in the NFL, though. I mean, that's obviously a different sport. But, I mean, yeah. you know, you look at Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, these are third-round picks. You know, it's it's a different sport, obviously. But, you know, just because you're not taking number one doesn't mean you're not going to have as good a career. Of it's course. really up to you. That's just how you did in college. The difference between the pros and college is big. But I think Jackson will have a really good opportunity to show what he can do and really, uh, he'll be, have a great potential here at Phoenix, and he'll really show what he Fe- can do. Not Phoenix. Sorry, Phoenix, what am I saying? Memphis, Memphis. is... Uh, also, you look, he'll be the guy. Like, you know... Well, you, Mike Conley's coming they back, still have Mike so Conley. He, they have him. They might have Mark Gasol, another big, another veteran Although Gasol, if I'm not mistaken, Gasol's a free agent after this year. Yeah. So if, the, if Memphis is trying to get younger, which I expect they are, they might want to either trade him before the deadline or will eventually probably just let him go. Yeah. Um... But, so it will be really uh, interesting to see how he, if he's able to really scratch through his potential here in Memphis. And we'll see that, you know, he could have a great, he could, the first half he could be great, but we'll see, does fatigue, does fatigue kick in a little? You know, not just in game, not just in, oh, maybe he's played 15 minutes and now he's going to retire, but I'm saying over the course of, he's played two games. 45 games, then is he getting tired? Not just from in-game, but from game to game. So, that'll be interesting. Um, Trey Young went five. Trae Obviously, Young. he taken by the Hawks uh, after the, um, trade. the trade. Um, um, he averaged uh, 27. around 27.4 points a game. Which is absurd. Now, he obviously, unlike... You know, he obviously Very is an shooter. incredible shooter. Especially Very when good it, playmaker as well. 8.7 assists per game. He's already, yeah, and he's obviously three-point shooter, so that's where, like, he might be averaging more points than And he reminds a lot of people of a, of a young Curry. And maybe, who knows, uh, maybe the Hawks have got themselves a young Steph on their hands here. Uh, I, go, I go back to the workload of an NBA season. Because we saw, you know, I felt like every, every day I'd see these young highlights, he's popping threes all over the place. And then all of a sudden, he fell off a cliff during the year. Where he was not doing poorly, but instead of getting 20, 25, which was almost what he was expected, he was getting 10, you know, 15, which that's not bad at all. But when you're expected to we be. So, that's incredible. That's incredible. But I'm just saying, he did hit a bit of a cliff towards the end of the year. Well, yeah, we'll have to see about that, but. He's a really good ball handler. Some guy who guy who will be really to uh, come in for the Hawks, especially after losing uh, Dennis Schroeder now uh, via the trade of Carmelo. And Carmelo is expected to be waived, um, so that don't nothing's big there. Carmelo, I'd say probably to Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I expect he'll probably be signed by Houston, but uh, yeah, he'll be a guy that can definitely. Uh, take the reins of this Atlanta offense and maybe lead them back to the really good team they and were three or four I, years ago. No pressure, but the Falcons are really good. The Atlanta Braves are right there in the playoff hunt. Atlanta sports are thriving right now. So, you know... Is it time for the Hawks? Is it, I don't know yet. But, you know, you don't want to be like, you know, oh, you get to see all these fans, you know, cheering for their teams. And then, like... 
you're not hyped, you know. No one really, they, you're like the third tier, you know. Right. Yeah, but he'll definitely have the reins of the offense, and we'll see uh, if he's able to take command of this Atlanta offense and really make an impact. But also, uh, something I've already mentioned before, he'll need to also, as well as that, step up his defense. Because, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, defense is arguably just as important as offense. Yeah, so um, he had a lot of steals in college, but... The, the stuff on the stat sheet is definitely not the whole story. Yeah, and I mean we're not saying he has to wow and get like three blocks a game or well, five steals. But not, yeah. I know, but it's not like saying we're saying he has to do that. I'm just saying just play a little better, give that extra effort, that you know, be determined, you know, contest yeah, contest shots. Yeah. Um. But, uh, one one more draft note before we get to Troy Brown. Um, Michael Porter Jr. actually just won his second surgery in about yeah. an eight-month period. So now the timetable for... Like, he has a pretty good chance he can miss this whole year. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe at the end. Maybe at the end. But if the Nuggets... The Nuggets played pretty well this year, actually. Very um, well. They just, missed, they just missed the playoffs. But we'll see that if they don't play that and they're kind of out, I wouldn't rush Michael quarterback because he's your future and you don't want him to have you don't want something to happen to him again if they're in it maybe but no matter what they should not be rushing a young kid who has all the talent he has great talent and is through the roof with um let's see if the talent doesn't take a dive after these back surgeries though yeah we'll see i mean he has all the potential he has in the world he has potential through the roof but potential is one thing and after a couple of surgeries that aren't just little light surgeries you never know all right moving on to uh Troy troy brown for the wizards uh, he averaged around 11 points a game in college, six boards, a pretty good playmaker, I'd say. Uh, and that's one of the things he was known for. I was interested because I think um, there's some there's some guys who I thought could help the Wizards more um, than Troy Brown, especially from, you know, they just traded Gortat. Obviously, they signed Dwight Howard yes. which, to a two-year $11 million deal, which is, mm-hmm. you know, pretty big, obviously. The locker room issues... Um, are concerned, especially on a team that kind of has had issues before. That's the main right, reason also Gortat why... That's a big reason why they did trade Gortat. Obviously, he wasn't producing at a high level like he used to, and he was getting older. But another big reason is the locker room issues and the communication problems. You don't want to have to see that in another... And you don't want to see these toxic locker rooms and... You know, hopefully, maybe it was just certain relationships. So you hope you don't see that. Yeah, but I think definitely Howard's a huge upgrade. He's an upgrade. He's an upgrade. Production and Portat. Yeah. Uh, Guy who will protect the rim at a high level. It will be very fun to see if he can uh, get lobs from Wall. Yeah. Very good post play. And plus, on a team with Wall and Beal, you know, he doesn't have to be, you know, maybe the same Dwight Howard. But 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 I, I, I see... Uh, a guy who will is for Dwight Howard to be the role of kind of filling in that uh, center role for for like for two years, uh, and then for them to get a younger, more stable replacement through the draft or trade. Anyway, Troy Brown, good, very good playmaker, uh, but his calling this his rookie campaign will be on the defensive end. Uh, he averaged around uh, 
a steal and a half in college, which is good. Uh, but in defense is where he will make his money in D.C. He'll Now, the D.C.'s also gotten Austin Rivers and Jeff Green. They've added to their depth. So he'll be kind so. of part of that second tier, the second. Yeah. You know, he'll be, he'll you know, be a backup. He, too, you know, so. he won't be making as big of an impact as some of the other guys we've talked about. Yeah, but uh, he'll be very interesting to see him and how he allows him to play small ball. Next up, obviously, maybe the biggest move of... The offseason, LeBron James to right. the LA Lakers. Who last last uh, podcast you said he would stay in Cleveland. I thought maybe. I thought maybe, but I think as each day progressed, it was more and more likely that he well, would. Remember leave. that podcast a little while ago. So my thoughts have definitely changed. Now, one then. thing is, a lot of people have thought it was a little Cavs, but mostly Lakers Sixers. It was not. It was Lakers Cavs, no Sixers. He did a interview, but that was more reportedly of a courtesy interview. Correct. He wasn't really interested in joining the Seventy Sixers. It was more, it was more of the Cavs, which after the year he after the year in which the team had, you know, other than him, he kind of started to shy away from. So after he, really after each day progressed, he he was going to the Lakers, and he kind of had made up his mind for a while now. Yeah. Do you think that that was the right choice for the Bron? It'll be interesting. Obviously, Paul George. Paul George is a huge, huge thing. It was last year. It was a foregone conclusion he was going to LA, the Lakers, you know, the following year. Now, this year, he stayed with the Thunder, which... Right. Is I think was groundbreaking. Nobody expected it. It came out of left field. Um, it was just a complete surprise. And it's not like it was what like a one on one. It was a significant. I think three year with an option. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Kawhi. Yeah, he'll be good for a little bit now. Obviously Kawhi, who was traded to Toronto, wants to go to LA last year. Mm-hmm. But is this going to be a similar situation to Paul George? Right. Um, but I think Kawhi, if you look at that trade, DeMar, Kawhi, I mean, I don't know how much the Raptors are getting. They're getting a uh, Kawhi who struggled with injuries. They're getting a Kawhi. Can they re-sign him? Uh, I don't think, uh, at this, now, I would say, at this point, I'd say no. But last year, they win this but trade? last year at this time, when Paul George was traded to the Thunder, and we're sitting here and we said, could the Thunder re-sign Paul George? I think everyone... Would say no. Yeah. I think I think even if you asked Paul George, who was, and if you were going to be a hundred percent honest, I think he he would even say I'm not going back to OKC. So over the course of a year, anything can happen. Now, I think it'd be a complete shock if he did stay in Toronto. But we've seen a lot can happen within a year. Let alone mm-hmm. you know a lot can happen within a month. Let alone a year. So. Again, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go to L.A., probably the Lakers, um, but we've seen we've seen stuff like this before. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he and Kyle Lappy sort of mesh together, but moving kind of back to LeBron, I believe that <coughs> Philly, especially with uh, DeMarcus Cousins going to the Warriors, I believe that... Philly would have been the better option for several reasons. Two, it is... I don't know if LeBron wants this. This is, an, uh, this is a pass, pros, and cons. Philly has more talent. 
Fraley has more um, star power. Yeah, like, which if you take LeBron off the Lakers and you take and obviously he didn't go to the seventy uh, sixers. So if you just have basically the two teams from last year heading into this year, I mean I'm taking the Sixers obviously. Yeah, but what I'm saying the star power reason we every talked about wins you gave the championships in the NBA. They have two rising stars, Simmons and Embiid. We don't know where we're getting in faults, which could be great, and mm. it could be. Eh. But the they're the pros are going to seventy sixers. They're in the East. You get like basically a one way to enter the finals, and there's more star power there. Not as much depth on the Lakers, but they've got good star power. They've got a very good team. Uh, even without LeBron, if add LeBron to them, I believe they would have had a better chance of bringing down this new Warriors team with Cousins. Definitely, definitely. I think. Both teams, Lakers and some of these Sixers, though, I guess not the Lakers because he went there, need shooting. They need shooting around LeBron. Well, what I'm, the only problem with going to the Sixers is I think LeBron wants to show that he can compete in the West. And also that if you went there with Ben Simmons, is a very ball-dominant guy, and so is LeBron. That's, so that is one that's the problem that could so, happen. I, that's the problem, and that's the thing, like, 76er, they'd have two guys who are kind of similar. Like, Simmons can't really shoot, or he can't shoot. Um, if you had added LeBron, which obviously, no matter what, would have made him better, Ben Simmons would still, whether Ben Simmons or LeBron's ball care, the primary ball handler, Ben Simmons would need to learn how to shoot better, or they get another great shooter. Well, they got, uh, I remember they got, I believe, I, I believe the Sixers got Landry Shamit, uh, who's a very, very, very good shooter in the draft, so, that, and they also have J.J. Redick as well, so the, they, It was interesting, because they drafted Bridges, you know, hometown guy, but then they traded him to the Suns for Zaire Smith. Yeah. So that was an interesting move by them. So they have a, they also, I feel like the, the Sixers, if they, if the bottom would have went there... I'd have a better chance to take down the new Golden State. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm. But definitely. there would have been some conflicts there. Definitely. But I think that the the, the, the if the Sixers had the bond, they would have had a better chance to take down the Warriors. Anyway, moving on to the actual signing of Demarcus Cousins to the Warriors. What do you think? The rich get richer. <laughs> um, I mean, Cousins obviously won't be there for much of the year because he's recovering from the Achilles injury. The Warriors don't really need him that much, though, in the regular season. They're already going to be such a great team. They have four All-Stars when Cousins is, will be off the court. Cousins should be back, though, for the playoffs, which it's really just, you know, the rush get richer. I mean, the war, obviously the Rockets are going to try to get richer with Carmelo Anthony. Well, I don't know if they get much richer. I mean, <laughs> they don't get much richer. You know, it's not the own mellow. Although we'll see how much Richard they also we'll see a, how much Richard the Warriors get. They also get a little poorer, though. If you know what I mean. The thing with the, the war, money. the thing with the Warriors, we're all saying rich get richer. We have no idea how Cousins will be um, when he comes back from injury. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm not saying he won't be. You know, Demarcus Cousins. You know, being the great if player he, he is, and he. I'm not saying he. He definitely could be, but I feel like a lot of people are assuming that. He's going to be old, the old Bookie Cousins. If he cousins. comes back um, with the same production, which was outstanding. Uh, it's over. Of, of, it's, I mean, it's over. Because 
it, it's over, in my opinion. If, he, if, if he's the same boogie. Hypothetically, if if he's the same boogie who comes back, this, maybe like 3 4, 75% of the production of last season, the, 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 even then, the Warriors look like a perfect team. We've already seen that may, like, maybe we're like, oh, the Warriors are so good. The only thing that would make them better is maybe not having JaVale McGee start at center. Maybe having a like a really seasoned great guy. Now, yeah, now you have Demarcus. Now Cousins, you have Demarcus Cousins, who obviously won't be there for the full year. Also, also, also. But that I think Javale McGee different. went to the Lakers. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But it's the Red. Yeah, the, there's not much to say. He signed for five point three million dollars over just the one year, and the rich get richer. I mean, it's. I mean, it's I, not unfair anymore. I mean, I think I'm more upset now than when the Warriors signed KD, because now I just feel like the like I don't even think LeBron has a chance of beating them. Like at the not right team. now. Not right Although now. if Kawhi goes there next year, I think he, I he mean, might. Because also, I think remember Cousins' deal is only for one year. Um, it's almost like a one year prove it with the Achilles. Um, you know, Cousins was gonna get a huge payday. You know, yeah. probably a max player, great player, and then this but unfortunate also, incident happened. the Warriors happened. don't have that much time left because like, Clay's a free agent too, and then Draymond as well. And uh, I don't, I, I know Clay has been taking some pay cuts, but I'm assuming Draymond's personality, he's gonna want to get paid. No, home, let's just say for maybe for Clay, but not for Draymond. Draymond. No hometown discount. Yeah. You know, some players say, I'll take a hometown discount. Maybe Clay does. But, I don't uh. Think Draymond, <laughs> Draymond, Draymond is, will be more like, show me the money. This perfect team, well, I don't think will be perfect in two, maybe three years. And we have to see, though. We have to see. We have I to mean, see. did we think they were going to get cousins? No. No. <laughs> um, Alright, so we talked a little bit about the Kawhi trade. Obviously, Kawhi and Danny Green, which is a sneaky piece. Went mm-hmm. to the Raptors, and the main guy going back is Demar Derozan. Who I feel bad for Demar because he yeah, talked to blind. No, and he went. I think he went up to um, the summer league, and he was talking to you know the front office guys, and they specifically said, "We're not going to trade you." Two weeks later, this then this was about two weeks ago. So two weeks later, they promised. They basically promised they're not going to trade him. And then two weeks later, what do you know? They trade him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really disappointing. I mean, honestly, one could argue that the Spurs won the deal because you're getting a DeMar DeRozan that was signed, has, has I'm not sure how many years on his contract. I want to say three. But two I'm, or three. Two I or think three. it's three. I think so, but I don't. That, I I'm mean, not quite he's sure. He's a really, really solid player. I don't know about Kawhi's here, but he's Kawhi's been struggling with injuries, and it's only one year. I'm liking the trade better for the Spurs. The thing with the, the thing with the Spurs is, they got a very good player. And did they get a pick? I don't believe they did, but uh, I don't know. I, um, I don't believe they did. I thought they. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they did. Um, anyway, the Spurs aren't gonna go anywhere in the West, though. Uh, yeah, like, I mean... You have the Warriors are ahead of him, the Rockets are ahead of him, I think the Thunder are still ahead of him, yeah, um, the, 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 ja- the Jazz might be ahead of them. Oh, like, the Jazz, yeah. So, there are just too many teams ahead of them that are more talented. I think they're going through a little bit of a rebuild. And, you know, you're not, you're used to, you know, like, 
the Spurs way with Greg Popovich leading the charge. But if you're San Antonio, I mean, you have to face it. You know, you have to accumulate picks, accumulate young talent, young guys who are controllable. Walker's coming in. Their draft pick is very... uh, I thought he's a guy who could have gone possibly even in the top ten. That might have been a little bit of a stretch. But I wouldn't be surprised if he would have gone 12 through 15 15. area. Uh, but he's a very good player. I, impact, I want to say this. It impacts the Spurs. Because even with Kawhi, I don't think the Spurs are making a ton of noise in the West. They're not. I'm not. Nothing against Kawhi. It's more about the Rockets and the Warriors. Now, and of course, Lakers. The, yes. The East is so much weaker than yeah, the West. Well, what I am thinking is... Right now, I have a question. Right now, Celtics or Raptors? Celtics easily, easily Celtics. I I still think the Celtics are the one seed, and then but I think the Raptors now Raptors or Sixers. Who would you go? Sixers. Okay, that's I'm gonna take the Sixers. And then you would say Raptors. A lot of young talent getting more depth through the draft there. The Sixers, two young stars. It's like tough. It's tough to put the and Raptors. If Kawhi struggles with injury, uh, I could see the Wizards taking the three seed. I could see that if Dwight. Turns out, Dwight Howard turns out to be a boost rather than... the old Dwight. Not... not, If this Dwight Howard turns out to be a boost in production and and does not kill the locker room, him, John Wall... And I think the the Wizards have added a lot of depth to that bench, which was a big question mark. That was probably their biggest And they added a lot of depth there. So, I think uh, the Wizards could be a contender for that three or four seed. Yeah. Of course, the Pacers will be as well. Yeah, with Oladipo in a fantastic year. I don't think anyone expected that, going back in the Paul George trade. It's interesting because, obviously, we don't know where we're getting from Kawhi. Right. If he is the old Kawhi, the offense, defense, three ball, the finals MVP guy, they could slot in that two-hole. Yeah. Um... Uh, so this has been our edition for Game Time Podcast. Uh, NBA edition. NBA edition. Uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye. See you next time. See ya.